Put very simply, Smarter Better Fairer Travel is about promoting an industry um, that's smarter. So we look to provide all the information that we can to people working in the travel industry to enable them to do the very best job that they can. So welcome to the Brave Bold Brilliant podcast. I'm here today with Dan Pearce, who is the CEO and owner of TTG Media. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Jeanette. <laughs> wow, we have had a full-on day, haven't we? Yes, <laughs> and we're still going. <laughs> we, we are still going. So we've had a very exciting, eventful day here at the wonderful TTG offices here in central London because we have been judging the Travel Trade Gazette Awards for the industry, but we can't reveal which category or yep. anything. We are sworn to secrecy. Any more than that, we'll have to kill everybody. Yeah, yes. and we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, we definitely don't. No. <laughs> so, but listen, it was a perfect opportunity, wasn't it, for us to get together, and I dropped you a note saying, hey, listen, let's talk about what's going on, not only in terms of the awards and how important they are, but what you've got going on at TTG in general. Yeah. So, it's all about smarter, better, fairer travel, isn't it, Dan? Absolutely. Right. Yes. So yeah. talk, us, talk to us about the purpose of TTG, how that's sort of evolved over the last couple of years in particular. Yeah. Um, and then we can dig into a bit more detail, I think, around specifics of what's happening this year for you guys. Yeah, that sounds excellent. And this is a, a great time just to talk about our purpose as a business, just coming out of our second Fairer Travel Week, which mm. we ran... Uh, just last week actually but we'll come on to that in a bit so you asked about TTG's purpose and this goes back a few years now although TTG itself the Travel Trade Gazette was actually founded 70 years ago now um, in March 1953 of course we've been through various incarnations since Mm. then it was 10 years ago that I took over the business and I've been running now TTG media as an independent business for 10 years since 2013 Mm. but it was in 2019 that we went through uh, a really thorough process as a business internally and externally talking to nearly a thousand people um, in the industry travel agents uh, suppliers our clients our, our advertisers and sponsors understanding just what we needed to do to be um, a a, a modern business for the future and uh, not so much looking back at the history but looking forward and ensuring that TTG could remain relevant Mm. uh, for the future. So uh, some of those people we interviewed, some of them we surveyed, uh, but we had a a real body of, uh, of evidence and of work to play with around just what TTG stood for um, in 2019. Uh, And arising out of that process, we did some work around our purpose, our reason for being. We started actually with uh, the work of Simon Sinek, and I don't know if anyone's come across that before, but that's all about purpose. He wrote, he's written a number of books, but uh, the book that really resonated with us as a senior team was Start With Why. How, you've heard this before. I have. No, no, but I, this is a really important book, actually, yeah, and I've yeah, read it as well, and, yeah. and it is, it's critical, but it's brilliant, so I'm so yeah. glad you referenced it, but please carry on, well, Dan. I, I, I really like, uh, and I've, I've read this book, I've listened to this book, and, and Simon Sinek has some great stuff on YouTube as well, but it, it's not only about businesses, it's also what's great about this as a kind of philosophy is how it relates to us personally as well, how you can, you can apply it to most aspects of your life, but find your why 
whether that's personal, whether that's for the company you work for, whether that's for the role that you have, or whether it's for the, the, the business that you're fortunate enough to be running. What is the why? What is the purpose? If your only why for what you're doing is to, to make a bit of money and to, you know, to pay the bills or to simply to try and grow a business to make money, uh, I don't think that's enough. That's not enough going forward. You need more of a purpose than that. Uh, so we went through this exercise in 2019 to find our why uh, for TTG and to ensure that we were staying relevant into the future. Uh, and we came up with uh, the philosophy of smarter, better, fairer travel. This is our why. We exist as a, as a business to promote smarter, better, fairer travel and to try and drive those values within the industry. Put very simply, smarter, better, fairer travel is about promoting an industry um, that's smarter. So we look to provide all the information that we can to people working in the travel industry to enable them to do the very best job that they can. Now that might mean through um, all of the news updates that comes from tdgmedia.com. It might be from the regular analysis that's on the website that comes through into the monthly TTG magazine, all the destination updates, the features, it might be through the suppliers directory that people can access through our site. That's giving everyone the tools that they need to do the best job that they can. And then we move on to better travel. Now the, the, the point around better travel is raising the standards in this industry. Uh, and that's primarily through our three major awards programs that we run every year. That's the, the Travel Industry Awards, which we've been judging today, yeah. and which we'll see more than a thousand of the industry will come together at Magazine London on September the 28th. Tickets are available on tdgmedia.com. <laughs> we'll put the link in the, in the show notes, everyone. Don't um, miss out. Uh, our, our, our second major program is actually the TTG Top 50 Travel Agencies, uh, which we've been running in Birmingham since 2016, but which is moving to Manchester actually next year, uh, next April. Uh, and that's all about celebrating the very best Top 50 Travel Agents in the country. Uh, and our third major awards programme is the Luxury Travel Awards, which is piloted very much by the editor and publisher of TTG Luxury, April Hutchinson. And that will be returning uh, next February, but in a new venue, the, uh, the fantastic Raffles um, Old War Office, most exciting new luxury hotel in London, uh, which opens this, this autumn. But those three awards programmes are all about raising the standards of the industry, showcasing best practice, uh, and we're, we're very pleased that they've continued to grow, particularly in these couple of years since the pandemic. And I mm. think there's, there's never been a, a more pressing need, actually, and a why, if you like, to, to profile the best in the industry and to help rebuild trust in this industry externally as well, and to give our winners the tools with which to do that. Mm. Um, and coming on to the third part of our why, our purpose, is this business of promoting fairer travel. Um, so fairer travel is all about promoting an industry that's fairer both to the environment through issues around sustainability and an industry that's fairer to the people that work within it. So we find ourselves talking a great deal now about diversity, equity and inclusion uh, and helping businesses improve in that area. Uh, and of course, all of that starts with our own business, with TTG. So we've done a lot of work internally mm. to improve our own, our own, uh, put our own shop in order, if you like, on those areas. So, for example, we're one of the very few number of 
publishing businesses to have a climate action plan on our website, um, which is clearly stated about how we intend to reduce our own carbon emissions, first by 2030, um, having signed up to the Glasgow Declaration in travel. Um, so, yeah, those are the, the three elements of our purpose to promote smarter, better, fairer travel. We arrived at that point in 2019. We've been taking that forward since then. I think actually having that purpose, and, and if you spoke to any of the TTG media team, I think they'd articulate it in the same way. Having that purpose really kept us together as a team during the terrible times, let's not pretend otherwise, you know, for all of us that were exposed to the travel industry during COVID, but the fact that we were able to keep moving in the same direction with a common purpose as a team really, really kept us together, I think, mm. uh, and is, was a, a strength for us um, during those really difficult years that we had in 2020, 2021, uh, coming into 2022. Um, yeah, so sorry, that was quite a long answer to a simple question. No, well, it's good because we're going to get into even a bit more detail now. Okay. But what I'm, what I'm fascinated by, because I've, you know, I love you've got the fact you've got three words, smarter, mm -hmm. better, fairer. Mm -hmm. I have three words as well, brave, bold, brilliant. So uh, there seems like there's a symmetry there, there yep. somehow. Yep. Um, but no, on a, on a serious note, I, I really am fascinated by businesses where the values of the owner the sh or, or the founder in some cases are very much aligned to the purpose of the brand. Mm. So in that book Simon Sinek, uh, by Simon Sinek, um, Start With Why, he talks a lot about Apple, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. um, and about how Steve Jobs' Steve Jobs's personal kind of values mantra mm. really was so entrenched in the DNA of Apple and, and the kind of the values that he held personally translated yeah. into business. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to interview you on Brave, Bold, Brilliant probably a couple of years ago, mm, wasn't it, Dan? It was, Dan, during no? the pandemic. It was, it? during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. And um, we learned all about your journey and kind mm. of how you'd sort of grown as a business leader, as a business owner mm. um, as well. So how much of your personal values are also entwined with Smarter, Better, Fairer? Would you say? Uh, yeah, great question. And, and actually, if I can probably give proper credit, the first person in the business that coined the expression smarter, better, fairer travel was our editorial director, Pippa Jacks, who will be known by, by many people. Mm. Although uh, we agreed this as a, as a senior team. Um, and it is a, a, a mantra, I guess, that um, if, you, if you work so hard and so passionately on something in your working life, of course, it has to inhabit your personal life mm. as well. So, um, I, I, absolutely, I think this comes into most things that I do now. This uh, this mission to promote um, a smarter, better, fairer way of doing things, and particularly, of course, you can't be authentic in talking about areas of sustainability and diversity around business if they don't affect you personally, mm, and mm. Uh, and and certainly those. All those principles are very, are very important to me. That partly through um, through the energies of my my children, partly through um, my own outlook on life and and uh, what I believe in personally. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And like you say, you you might because for me, like Brave Bold Brilliant started as 
the title for my podcast, but it's, it's very much become and is the way I live my life now. Mm. And, and, it, and it's sort of become the umbrella, you know, around e almost everything I do, actually. I think, am yeah. I being brave? Am I being bold? And it'd be great to, if I was brilliant as well, or, you know, when you're working <laughs> with teams. So it's, yeah. it's quite interesting yeah. how what starts off as, as, a, as a great idea actually grows arms and legs and yeah. really does sort of permeate every aspect of the way that you hold yourself, the way you challenge your business thinking, the way you work with a team. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably what, I think what's happened with Smarter, Better, Fairer, it's kind of grown, it's flourished, I, hasn't I it, think over going, time? going back to the team at work, and I think they're values that run through everybody now. And, and, and I think what's been really pleasing to me is the way that um, it takes time mm. and I'm sure just for you with Brave Bold Billion it's taken time Definitely. to get that traction and recognition uh, and this has taken time in the industry but what, what I absolutely love now is when we sit down with, uh, with travel agents or, or with some of our clients, travel suppliers in the industry and they start talking to us about smarter, better, fairer travel mm. and this is why you know, we think we are smarter, better, fairer. And I think, you know, when you've got some values which you're pushing out there and when your clients and customers start talking to you involuntarily about your own values, I think you know you're really getting cut through. But I would say that all of this work takes time. Yeah. You know, it takes time to build it in. And, and you know, it's not the kind of thing that you, you do for a year and then move on to something else. You know, for me, there is actually another book by Simon Sinek called The Infinite game I think it's called or the infinite goal but where the, the very best of these business purposes uh, are, are those that are open-ended mm. that, 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 that there isn't an end point as such we're all reaching for that point and, and certainly with the pace of change in our industry I can't see us coming away from this mission for smarter, better, fairer travel, you know, for, for a long time, if ever. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. I love it. And, and let, let's just talk about when you have a, a strong purpose like you have, which is great, it, it, and you mentioned earlier, it kind of holds you true, doesn't it, to some of the decisions you might have to make. Yeah. And some of those might mean making decisions which are aligned with the purpose that mean commercially yeah. it might be sort of to the disadvantage of the commercial results in some examples. Yeah. Can you think of any scenarios where you've, you've kind of really had to say, hmm, oh my God, if we're really true to these values, we need to really make this decision. Yeah. Whereas maybe historically, we might have made a different decision, but actually I'd be disingenuous to the purpose if I did yeah. go down that route. Because yeah. I think that's quite an interesting area, because you do get, if you're true to it, you have to, you have to make yeah. choices that you, are quite You do, bold. that may not be the most commercially yes. successful yeah. choices for the business. And probably the best examples in this area are on the events side of our business, so TDG Media. We're regularly putting on those event ceremonies, um, sorry, award ceremonies, conferences and the like. And our event manager, Char our event manager Charlotte Mann and, and Pippa actually did quite a comprehensive course around sustainable events recently. Mm. And that means that every decision that we're making around our events, we're trying to put through a sustainable lens. So, so one big example of that is through the venues that we choose to work with. We will ask a series of questions of those venues before we sign contracts. 
And if uh, we don't believe that events are being delivered in the most sustainable way, then we won't work with that venue. Mm. And so that can mean that we're not always going with the most cost-effective sure. venue, uh-huh. and, and, and we're trying to drive change in that area. And maybe a, a smaller example is, um, so just last week at our fairer travel events, so we ran those um, together with News UK, um, and we... Uh, took a decision to use this new sort of lanyard, um, which is a little audio-visual screen here. Uh, they're reusable. You can um, upload your details. You, you tap it with um, another delegate, and you share details like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whereas for, for countless events in the past, we've produced um, physical lanyards, uh, paper um, you know, the, the paper bit mm. that ultimately has been recycled, hopefully. These are, uh, are items, I don't know what the technical term is for these things, but anyone that came to these events will know exactly what they are because it yeah. was a real talking point. Right. But they're things that can be used again and again and, and in a very sustainable way. Mm. And that, that, for example, was a decision we took. It, it was um, a significant cost, um, significantly more expensive than producing the old-fashioned lanyard, but we took that for reasons of, of sustainability. Mm, so mm. Um, I think you do you do have to be prepared to make those um, kind of decisions if you're if you're serious about this area. And certainly for us as a media business, trying to be one of the leaders in the conversation around these areas, it's absolutely imperative that we're making these these sorts of decisions through a sustainable lens rather than simply looking to do everything in the most cost effective mm. way mm. and ultimately it's a differentiator right you, you know you're, you're trying yeah. to dif- you're trying to do the right thing yeah. for the right reasons but it's also a way to differentiate yeah. in a sector um, it, it is and i, and I well, think that's another helpful. another key point around this area is is that ultimately it's good for business it's yeah. good for bit you know and that's a bit that maybe not everyone is comfortable talking about but i'm, I'm you know i'm certainly very happy that by operating in this way, I think ultimately it's good for business and it makes us a more attractive business for our clients to, to, to work with. Mm. So um, absolutely. So it fits together in all sorts of ways and it helps us differentiate ourselves from, from our competitors for sure. Yeah, brilliant. So what I'd like to do now, Dan, is just kind of go into each of those three kind of areas in a bit more detail. Okay. So when we talk about the, you know, the smarter travel bit, this is around equipping the industry the sector with great knowledge information whether that's news whether it's you know a whole a whole host of of kind of content if you like that you that you produce mm. so i'm just kind of interested in how how has that shifted over the last few years in particular kind of pre and post you know pandemic we're through the pandemic now mm. so you know has your business shifted more into the digital space for example or you know away from print um i know you still do print but you know just quite interested to see how that dynamic and the way that your audience your customers ultimately consume their content has yeah. that shifted for you yeah it's it's shifting all the time you know it's it's sh- shifting by the day almost mm. um, but it, you know you ask going back to the pandemic I think probably like for a lot of businesses the pandemic hastened change at TTG Media you know so going into the biz into the pandemic we were still producing a weekly magazine so a weekly TTG and we we published virtually every week since March 1953 you know, and, and that was certainly something that we had a kind of midterm plan to, to reevaluate that, but there was nothing immediate that was going to happen. 
Um, and being very frank, yeah, going into the pandemic, and, and I'm sure every every travel-related business was would say the same, we were forced to evaluate mm. everything that, that we did. Uh, but it hastened those decisions around print, and I think particularly with the pace of what was going on in the first half of 2020, it became absolutely obvious that a, a weekly print magazine was was no longer fit for purpose for what we were looking to achieve. Um, and so we took that decision to take the, the magazine monthly and move away from producing regular news in a, in a weekly magazine to providing more in-depth content in a monthly mm. magazine. And, and uh, we did that towards the end of 2020. We went out with a, uh, and we invested in a, in a really nice uh, coffee table I don't have one to demonstrate, unfortunately, <laughs> but in a, a coffee table style magazine from the beginning of 2021, and that's been really well received um, mm. in the market, and certainly still has a place, a very strong place, I would say, within TTG Media. Um, but and, and, and also on the print side, worth adding that TTG Luxury continues to do a fantastic job for us, led by April as a, a quarterly title. Um, so both of those print titles are still performing strongly but they're also a window onto everything else that we do mm. and um, obviously you asked about online and you know all of us in media have been talking about this for 20 years or so but the the the, the, the transformation into digital media and um, yeah it's it's probably fair to say again that 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 uh, what was going on during covid kind of sped up that transition for us i mean one particular area um, that we launched during COVID was running uh, online destination festivals. Like many people we were doing, and hopefully some people will remember this, and these were often led by um, our editor, Sophie Griffiths, but we, we ran regular online events weekly at one point. Um, but one of the things that stuck during that period are these uh, week-long festivals that we do online, and we're continuing to do to this day, which... Uh, are bringing um, what were tourist board messages. More recently, we produced one of these with Virgin Voyages, the, the, the exciting new cruise line, uh, and bringing those supplier messages out to travel agents through a series of week-long online events. Um, we learned so much, as I'm sure so many people did during COVID, and I'm really pleased that some of it has stuck and some of it has actually turned out to be quite profitable mm. um, for the business. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there are... There are many aspects to our website, tdgmedia.com, that we could continue to talk about. But, but one other area is our very comprehensive supplier directory, um, which um, is being led by our community manager, Jason Winter, and is a window on, um, we hope, all the suppliers that um, people in the trade would wish to, wish to contact. Uh, and all of that information is free for registered users of our, of our mm. website. Um, and, and yeah, coming out of that and now coming out, uh, you know, fully emerging from, from those years, the events business has, has never been stronger. And I think we've seen that, that demand for face-to-face -face events really return in a massive way. Mm. Uh, and we continue to benefit from that. So I think just, um, just going back a little bit with, with TTG, not so long ago, I, um, I sat down with the original founder of TTG, uh, or one of the original founders, the original editor, Ted Kirkham, on his, excuse me, on his um, 100th birthday. Oh. So this was in uh, 20, 2019. 
and uh, we talked about you know, why um, the Travel Trade Gazette had been founded in 1953 and he talked about the need for a, a, a title that connected suppliers of travel with the new travel agents um, that were emerging in the post-war years mm. uh, and this need for a vehicle to connect both sides of the industry. And actually today, all these years later, um, TDG continues to exist for exactly the same reason, mm. to connect both sides of the industry. But I think um, you know, the great thing from my perspective is, that perspective is that we've never had so much purpose that we have mm. uh, now. So I think, sure, your question on the media, the platforms will continue to evolve. You know, even now we're all setting up our, our threads accounts this week, aren't we? And you know, who knows? Who knows what comes what comes next? But but that core principle, you know, remains exactly the same as it was seventy years ago. Mm, and and that's beautiful, isn't it? So what a lovely symmetry that you've got the legacy and the, the kind of heritage, if you like, of TTG. But you've got today's modern purpose that kind of yeah. is the umbrella that you know holds it all together. That's yeah. still very much congruent with those values from all that time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah. actually, it's relevant and appropriate for, for today. Yeah. Um, so let's. Talk Talk a little bit around uh, the, the better travel. So we've had mm -hmm. a, a very intense day <laughs> yeah. judging. We can't say which which category, so please don't try and bribe <laughs> any of us. Yeah. Um, but it has been a full on a full on day, and this is just one day of many. And one, you know, there's many awards that, that actually come into into this, as you said yeah. earlier. But it, it, it's important, isn't it? Because what it does, it allows us to showcase what's happening in the various sectors. Mm. It allows everyone who's particularly competitive to really up their game, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. it, puts a, it puts a spotlight, doesn't it, on companies, businesses that are doing things maybe slightly differently or better or in which, whichever sense. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit, Dan, about how the awards themselves are making an impact on the industry, do you think? How is it helping? Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, the history of the, 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 our flagship awards program, the, mm. what we call the Travel Industry Awards by TTG. So we, we'd, we'd actually decided to relaunch our awards uh, back in 2019 before the pandemic. Uh, and we wanted to create something a bit more generic for the industry rather than the old TTG Travel Awards, which we used to run at the Lyceum Theatre. Um, so we came up with the Travel Industry Awards by TTG and trying to create something generic that we really want our winners to be able to use as, uh, or our finalists to be able to use as, uh, as a source of strength. So something that they can use in their own marketing, something um, that they can use as, as a real celebration within their own businesses. Um, we know about the history of 2020. Yeah. We were able to bring the awards out finally in 2021. And I think there was an additional purpose to, to, to the awards by them, which was to help our industry rebuild, rebuild its trust in the eyes of the consumer and also those travel suppliers in the eyes of the travel agents and of the mm. trades, you know, many of whom, you know, had lost trust in, in a number of their suppliers due to mm. certain things that happened during, during COVID. Um, and, and, and really that applies for all of our awards programs that we're, we're trying to give the industry the tools to, to help uh, enhance their profile and their relationships with their, their clients, mm. be they consumers or be they trade 
partners. So for example, with the top 50 travel agencies that we run, we, we produce a consumer-facing brochure for that, which profiles all 50 of our winners. They each receive uh, door stickers and imagery for, the, for them to use, so they can shout about that in the eyes mm. of the consumer. So it, it's helping them be better businesses and enhance their profiles in their communities. Of course, the other aspect of that is showcasing the very best practice in the industry, mm. which, which we do across our awards programs and profiling the very best businesses and exactly why they've reached those positions. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And it really is a celebration. And, mm. and, and I tell you what, it's a tough process. If you win an award, yep. it, it is We've not an easy... we just been part of it today. <laughs> it was tough, wasn't it? It is yeah. tough, you know. We, yeah. we, we definitely, the judges definitely grill um, yep. in a very rigorous way. And, the, you know, yep. the submissions are taken very seriously. It's an in-depth very, very in-depth process, so it's, it's incredibly robust, uh, which obviously gives the credibility and the, you know, the value to that. So, mm. yeah, mm. watch this space for who's going to be winning those wonderful awards um, in September. September the 28th. September the 28th. Don't forget yep. to buy your tickets. Um, but, uh, but no, it is a fabulous thing to do. And let, let's just talk a little bit about talent in the industry, mm. because we know that travel and tourism, you know, leisure, hospitality is a sector that we, we love. Yeah. Uh, we've both been in it for a very long time. It accounts for 10% of global GDP. So, you know, we're not just talking about UK creation of jobs and et cetera, and the impact on the economy. It is a genuinely global business. Yeah. Um, but I think we've had some challenges uh, as a sector, just in terms of losing people out of the industry for one reason or another. So actually sort of saying to people who maybe have not considered the industry before, this is a great career choice for you, and there's all these opportunities. What are you seeing, Dan, in terms of some of the challenges of making sure we, we, we attract talent in the first place, but mm. we also retain them in the industry? Because it isn't easy right now, is it? No, well, it, it wasn't particularly easy before COVID, although um, I'm proud to be a board member of ITT. And some of the work ITT does through its Future U program, led by their Director of Education, Claire Steiner, in terms of outreach to tourism courses at universities, it is really excellent. And in terms of bringing through the, those graduates, there's some issues at the moment with uh, funding for colleges of further education around tourism, but a lot of industry lobbying going on to try and uh, ensure that we move on from that particular issue, but we, 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 won't, get, we won't get stuck on that now. Um, but the industry has had these problems around professionalisation, if you like, around mm. qualifications beyond those degree courses and a lack of a a kind of linear career path, I guess, in a way that you might see in, in some other comparable industries like core retail or financial services. So travel already had a problem. Mm. Going into COVID, um, no need to go over the detail too much, but we know, you know globally um, the, the numbers were, I can't remember the specifics, but were well into the millions, the people that came out of travel and yeah. tourism. Uh, and in this country, there were so many layoffs. Um, and that's people not just, um, not just coming out of the industry temporarily, but I think still a lot of people have, have left the industry and have taken their careers into other areas. Some are coming back and, and actually just being part of this awards judging process. Just yesterday, I heard of one particular company in the regions who said they'd seen 65% of the people that left their company during COVID actually reapplying for roles and coming back into the business now, mm. which is encouraging. 
But I think that, you know, let's not mistake the fact that this is an issue at the moment, attracting people Mm. back into travel, Mm. you know, possibly even concerns around what happens when the next pandemic strikes, you know, now that we've seen the uncertainty um, surrounding our industry. Um, Personally, I I think that's misplaced. And I don't think, this is just me personally, that, that also partly due to the inquiry that's going through Parliament at the moment, that we won't see lockdowns to the same degree and Mm. we won't see an industry being forced to shut down to the same degree as what happened to travel during covid Mm. i don't think that will happen again in future and i think um this is an amazing industry to to join for all the advantages that it gives you if you can um let me just talk a bit about what ttg yeah please do i'd love to so um hopefully many people will recognize what we do with the ttg 30 under 30 yes now So this initiative was born over 10 years ago now when I noticed, um, as we said earlier, there's a lot of face-to-face events in the travel industry. Often you see the same people coming out to those events, the more senior people in the industry. Um, But it was clear there was an opportunity to bring more young people, more developing people, younger talent, to bring them to events, to give them a profile, to enable them to hear from important Mm. speakers in the industry. So we launched the TTG 30 Under 30 in 2012, and every year we pick out 30 people under the age of 30 from nominations and from entries that we get. We pick out those 30 that we think will be future leaders of the industry. So literally just last week we announced our latest 30 Under 30 group. Um, I'm very pleased to say that over the years, a number of those people have gone into the most senior positions in the industry. Uh, and I hope that, um, and, and I think a number of them would, would credit the, the TDG 30, 30 under 30 with helping them on the way to help them build their, their networks among fellow members to meet more senior members uh, of the travel industry as well. And that continues to be um, a really important part of what we do and something Probably in my time um, at TTG, probably certainly one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm proudest of in, in terms of being able to continue to contribute to the uh, career development of so many strong young people yeah. in the industry and yeah. being part of that generational shift, you know, and, and no doubt that will happen with me eventually that um, others will, will come through, but rightly so. Yeah, know. yeah, no, yeah. Abs- I love it. And, and I've spoken at a couple of events you over have. the years. You and, have. Yeah. and I'm a massive big advocate of bringing young talent in and really supporting them. And you talked about networking and, and just really giving those that profile raising for, yeah. for those young people. Um, and, and, you know, I can think through my career, and I'm sure you can through yours, that it's really been around the connections you make, having a voice, the visibility, mentors, coaches, networking, and just providing that sort of environment for them to push out of their comfort zone, maybe yeah. when they might be a bit hidden in their organisations and not yeah. so confident. Yeah. Um, so True. I think it's an amazing thing. I mean, the other thing I would say is, you know, there's a wealth of content, right? There's a wealth of content out there in terms mm. of what you provide, in terms of my podcast, Brave Bold Brilliant. So if mm. you're not subscribed, please do. Um, but no, on a serious note, there is a lot of content and, and ways that you can connect with people meaningfully. Mm. And I think on talent, I've been doing a lot of work with the core hotels, as you know. So mm. I've been advising their executive board. Mm. And I um, <clears throat> interviewed, I was lucky enough to interview interview Stephen Danes who was the chief talent and chief talent and culture officer for the group Mm. and what he was saying in the context of hotels and hospitality um, they're having to be a lot more creative about you know 
people may not want to be in the industry for a lifetime, but for the period that they are with you, whether that's a six months, whether it's in between going backpacking, whether it's someone doing a bar job or whatever, mm. create the best experience you can. Don't close down the potential talent that's out there by having a very rigid old way of doing things. Yeah. Um, and that was quite refreshing because, you know, of course, as I was mentioned to you earlier, I have 300,000 people, employees, they call them heartists. Yeah. That's the yeah. name for their, their yeah. which I love. But it was just interesting to think about talent and anyone that's listening who's in the travel business, a leisure hospitality what are you doing creatively yeah. to bring people in and it might not be doing things the way you used to do two three or even a year ago yeah, um, yeah. and I think that platform you provide is a really useful yeah. one and it's interesting that point I think there's been a shift and maybe it's not just unique to travel or to media maybe it's a general shift that the days of, of when you're recruiting and you know your candidates are purely selling themselves to you you know, I've, I think those days are over. I think interviews and recruitment is very much a two-way process yep. now. And, and those of us who are on the other side of the table, we need to be selling ourselves yep. to the, whether it's the millennials or the Gen Z, whatever you call them, I can't keep up, but, but the, <laughs> the generations that are coming through and are often quite specific about what they're looking for in a career. And I think, or a company, and I, and I think again, that goes back to what you said right at the beginning. Uh, you know, it's why I'm so happy that we have found our purpose mm. as a business. We have found our why. And I think it's that, you know, uh, among everything else that we offer that makes TTG Media uh, a very attractive place to, to work for and an attractive team to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And actually that leads in very nicely to the fairer part of the of the mm-hmm. three kind of pillars, if you yeah. like, around your purpose. Because I think, all, I think young people in particular, but in general, as you say, when you're looking at where you actually choose to spend your time in terms of career or, mm. or, or you know, you spend a lot of time at work, I think more and more, you know, areas around environmental, social, governance, diversity, equity and inclusion, sustainability, Mm. all of these really important topics that probably historically, if we're really, really honest, we the industry did not take as seriously as they should have done. So now we're we're playing a bit of catch up um, and we're making great progress. But I think more and more people are, are, are choosing where do they apply based on the purpose, the credentials, you know, is this really a truly diverse um, and inclusive environment? Am I welcome here? Have Mm. I got career progression? Mm. Um, So let's talk about the fairer part and the whole diversity, equity and inclusion for you. Yeah, and and by the way, that's not easy. And I see this from both sides as a a business in the travel industry, but as a media business as Mm. well. You can have have the very best intentions to operate as a diverse business, but... I think often, and, and I've seen this with some of the companies that we deal with and that, and that we speak to, you're going to have the best of intentions, but it's not easy to suddenly go out there and, hey, I'm a diverse business, you mm. know, I've got, you know, um, and take journalism, for example, as a career, which still has a lot of issues as a, a career, which basically has been for white, privileged people, whose parents have uh, financed people to go through to do... Uh, unpaid internships at media businesses um, and, and that's kind of the routine you know and it's mm. resulted in what is quite a middle class not diverse uh, career option you know which is why when we recruit for those kind of uh, roles we've had a challenge in terms of TTG in terms of mm. welcoming more ethnically 
ethnically diverse um, candidates in particular. So we've started working with different uh, recruitment companies, uh, looking out in different ways, reaching out to our local community here in Southwark in South London. We've done some work with the local school to highlight both journalism and travel as career options. Um, but you have to start thinking differently. You can't just sit there with the best of intentions. You have to be active. You have to actually start driving that change. And that's something that I, you know, I, I believe passionately about. And, and going back to what you're saying around you know, living the values, I guess a lot of that comes from our position as promoting what we describe as fairer travel. So fairer travel for us is about promoting an industry that's fairer to the environment and fairer to the people that work within it. And, and just last week we ran two full-day conferences, one around the sustainability, the sustainability forum, and one around the diversity forum, and discussing all of these issues. And um, I, I think the most important thing to say around these issues, like I said earlier, is that all of this stuff is good for business. You know, it's it's... If you're only doing these things because you think it's the right thing to do, that's not enough of a reason as a business to make mm. these things core to what you do. Ultimately, it feeds into, um, it, it's kind of a virtuous circle, isn't it, that might start with intention, but then if you're doing it right, it should deliver back in so many different ways. Yeah, 100%. I mean, listen, we could we could dig into this in a lot more detail, you know, absolutely. But I, I love the fact that you you know you've really made that clear commitment to the purpose i love the fact it's really simple mm. <laughs> that it's it and that you know the team get it great to see that your partners also are playing it back and we mm. even saw it today actually a little bit in some oh, of the did. presentations we did. didn't yeah, we yeah. Yeah, they said it, <laughs> you know kind yeah. of playing back um yeah. not because they were just sort of trying to put in a great submission but i think genuinely you know it, it resonates um and that's a fantastic place to be yeah so i love your three words I also love my three words, uh, brave, bold, brilliant. Um, yes. But I, you know, I always end every podcast asking, what does brave, bold, brilliant mean to you? Um, yeah. So, you know, I think it'll be an interesting one because you explain very much about fairer, better. Sorry, hang on. Let me say it again. Smarter. Smarter, better, better fairer. Yeah. I was getting them in the wrong order. Smarter, <laughs> better, fairer. Um, but if you're thinking about brave, bold, brilliant, because I do think there's this great kind of alignment that we have as well. Yeah. You know, we share a lot of common values. Yeah. What does brave, bold, brilliant mean to you, Dan? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't think about this before now. But, okay, f for me, being brave, bold, brilliant, for me personally, this is, is being aware that your time on this planet is limited and that you shouldn't sit around um, thinking about doing stuff. You should get out and do stuff, be brave. And, um, you know, and if it's a case of regretting something you've done rather than something you haven't done, then that's still a good way, good way to be, I think. So um, being brave in your, in your business choices being, being, and being bold in your, your personal choices as well. Um, and, and being aware that all of our time is kind of, sorry, it's a bit gloomy, isn't it? But all, all, all of our time is limited here, so let's crack on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. a dress rehearsal, ladies that's, and gentlemen. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that, I yeah. love that. But honestly, Dan, thank you so much. I'm really pleased that we just managed to grab this inopportune, this opportune, mo inopportune, opportune moment. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, but yeah, and, and Dan, when we, where can people find you? Um, either you personally, Dan, yep. as Dan Pierce, but also as TTG. Well, how can they connect with you? 
Um, well, many ways, but um, it seems to connect with a lot of people on LinkedIn these days. Um, you could be one of my five followers on my new Threads account, which is <laughs> Daniel Pierce TTG. Um, or you could join me on Twitter at Daniel Pierce, where I have a lot more followers than that. Um, and I'm still spending time for the moment. Not sure how that will play out, but I guess that's true for, for all of us, really. Um, but above all, you know, keep reading um, tdgmedia.com and keep following what, what, what we're doing because, um, you know, and do join us on our mission to promote a smarter, better, fairer industry because we think that there's still lots of work to do. Fantastic. Thank you, Dan. Welcome, Jeanette. <laughs> I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.